Amos. You can be turning to Deuteronomy chapter 4. Deuteronomy chapter 4. I might as well go ahead and turn there too. Deuteronomy chapter 4. That would be real good, wouldn't it? All right. Yeah, I was a little shocked a while ago when he said about the New Year's resolutions and only like two people, two hands went up. And I didn't put mine up. I, I don't ever make them, but I, I usually get in trouble with God before the New Year comes along and have to start going ahead and doing it now. And uh, so, but anyway, but we are going to talk about that a little bit tonight, what to do when you come to the end of the year. And, uh, uh, and I got a spiritual word, not resolution. I think that's worldly, Brother Fox, resolution. I, reflect. We're going to talk about reflecting. That's, that's, that's more spiritual, right? When you, re, when you reflect. Uh, and, and Pastor had texted me the other day and, and told me I would be speaking on Sunday night. And, and so uh, it was either right before that text or right after the text, my phone. I hate them. Uh, and I was amen and pastor like crazy this morning when he was dogging them and uh, all that social media garbage because it does. Boy, it just brings a lot of cess uh, <laughs> into homes. But anyway, there's some things I like about them. Uh, you know, and one, mine, I don't know if you're, if you're an iPhone person, I am, I guess. That's all I've ever had back when they came out. I had some of them big, huge ones, you know, that went on your, I don't, anybody remember those? When somebody was texting you, it would go I don't know what that meant. But anyway, it was a huge thing on there. And then I had a little flip phone, you know, things like that. But I guess when the iPhones came out, but anyway, it'll do stuff for you. Uh, like it'll, it'll cause you to reflect. Uh, if you have lots of pictures of the same person, it'll create a little video. Anybody out there? I don't know how it did it. It just did it, and I did save it. All right, I do know how to do that. Uh, and the little box with the arrow, save save video. You got it. All right. And uh, but anyway, uh, I was sitting there in my recliner, and a picture of Colton popped up. I mean, a little bitty fella. His head looked about this big around you. Know, his body wasn't all like that. And then it just went on for the four years he's been on this earth. I mean, I was sitting there having a fit in my chair. And, uh, I mean, because he's getting bigger, so I'm learning how to walk, pushing the little walker thing. And then I got a picture of him with a bulldog hat on. Come on. And I put underneath that one, train up a child. Amen? We don't want to reflect on football, do we? It's not over yet, so we better not reflect on that. But anyway, uh, I was reflecting on, on Colton getting bigger. Uh, and on my phone, and I mean, I'm sitting there boohooing and, and uh, things like that, but praise the Lord, I got to watch him open his Christmas presents on this. It was awesome. So there are a few things that these things are good for, but uh, it causes you to reflect. And uh, I mean, there's, some, there's a lot of great things about him. His last name's awesome. <laughs> Amen. And uh, his middle name's pretty cool, too. James. I don't know where they got that, but uh, anyway, uh, but anyway, there's, there's a lot of cool things about him, and uh, and things like that. And I like I like to reflect on that. And so, uh, obviously, in the way of introduction, we're going to look at reflect. Basically, it means to look back and to think. And uh, we lost some of you right there. Uh, and uh, you know, the Bible said, "Don't look back." Well, you know, Lot's wife did, and she turned in a pillow of salt. You know, and then I think talking about turning away from the plow. But I I think you can reflect. Uh, David reflected. Paul reflected. He reflected enough to say, I know this. One thing, I, I'm going to stop. I'm forgetting that mess, and I'm going forward. Uh, so I think reflecting is okay. And uh, one thing it will cause you to do if you reflect is to rejoice. 
Uh, if you reflect enough, it'll cause you to rejoice. I was reflecting of this year, uh, sitting there in my recliner, that's a good place to reflect, and if you reflect long enough, you'll be just gone. <laughs> but anyway, I was, I was uh, coherent reflecting uh, and, uh, when I was thinking about this sermon, and I was rejoicing. Uh, those of us that are in what we call full-time ministry, that's, this is what we love to do. Uh, we love opportunities. When pastor's going to be out of town, I'm waiting for the text. Uh, you know, this is his pulpit, and, and, and he's the pastor, uh, but I love to preach. Uh, I like it when it's my turn, and, uh, you know, watch out, here's my turn, and uh, things like that, and, and God gives you opportunities, and so I was reflecting this year. I, I reflected on, a, uh, and it caused me to rejoice that uh, Brother Amos had just saying his dad invited me to speak uh, at a wild game supper, a uh, wild game supper at his church. I don't know why he invited me, uh, but anyway, but uh, I got to go do that. And a couple guys got saved, and he had some first-time visitors. And I rejoiced in that, that God used me uh, to do something like that. I'm nothing, uh, but praise God. And then I got to reflecting a little bit more, and, and, uh, and uh, Brother Montgomery had and, and asked me to come over this summer and preach at the inaugural camp at uh, Three Notch Baptist Camp. That was exciting to me. And to get the text when I got home that, so many of them came down Sunday and said that they had surrendered their life to the Lord and they had made some decisions. Man, that's, that's awesome. I like that kind of reflecting. God used me to go over there and speak, and some of those young people made some decisions like that. That's, that's rejoicing. Now, why? Because I was reflecting. And then uh, a little later in the year, uh, Brother Patrick uh, asked me to come speak at a, a marriage retreat. I could see the Wild Game Supper. <laughs> Marriage retreat, huh? Or anyway, she ought to have been speaking. <laughs> How to put up with somebody for 32 years. But anyway, uh, I got to go do that. And, and, and hear some of them people make decisions and so forth. And then a little while later, I got to go up to Kansas and uh, preach for Brother Aaron Harris. And that was awesome. And uh, to see him and his wife and his kids and what they were doing for the Lord up there in the church and how it was growing. I mean, how can you reflect on that and not rejoice? And, uh, and lo and behold, I got to kill a big old buck while I was up there. And I, I, I try to, to, to reflect spiritually. I love doing it. Uh, when I shot him, I screamed. His life. I don't know why you didn't hear me down here. He was 300 yards away, and he heard me. Uh, I screamed like, like you know, a wild Indian. I don't know. Uh, I just screamed. I was so excited. And uh, that was exciting. You know, killing it was cool. But seeing what God's doing with him. And I hope you take this the right way. But I, I saw his heart. He wanted to have me come up there and speak for him, not because I'm a good speaker. Because he appreciates me. That God used me to bug the snot out of his parents. Here's that man again. Till they got in church. And now he pastors and he, he respects that. And that was exciting to me. So if you can ref reflect and rejoice, it's awesome to reflect. And then I started reflecting. I was like, man, I got to teach these knotheads hundreds of times this year in Bible class. And saw several of them win their first soul to the Lord this year. That's awesome. I was reflecting, and that caused me to rejoice. And to see some of them make decisions and, and grow this year, that's awesome. And then I got, got to thinking about uh, 
teaching in the college and uh, doing the things that I get to do here with the music and so forth. I mean, it's awesome, awesome when you reflect. It causes rejoicing. And then I was reflecting some more, and sometimes when you reflect, it causes you to regret. And I'm not going to give you that list, because that's between me and God. But praise God, it's way shorter than the one I just gave you. But there is some regret. I could have done more. I made a mistake here. I got in the flesh here. I did something stupid here. Uh, but it will cause you sometimes, not only when you reflect to rejoice, it will cause you to re- regret. And the pastor said it this morning. Uh, it shouldn't cause you to resign, though. All right, when you're reflecting, there's, hopefully there's some rejoicing. And sometimes there's regret. But you, it, it's not there to cause you to resign. It's here, number two, in the way of introduction, it's caused you to repent. And that's confess and forsake. He quoted that verse this morning. We're not only supposed to confess when we regret but we're supposed to confess and forsake. That's what reflecting's for. Don't make the same dumb mistake again. Uh, you know, I'm not very smart, but if, I, if something hurts me, I'm not going to do it again. Uh, I can learn. And uh, like the stupid monkey on Lion King, wow, that hurt. doesn't matter. It's in the past. All right? What are y'all giggling about? Uh, anyway, I got grandkids. I've seen that movie. Uh, but anyway, so it's in the past. You don't resign, you just repent, confess, and forsake. And then once you repent, then you renew and get refocused. And you better recognize, because Satan's not going to stop. He's not going to go, oh, they repented, they got right. No, he's just going to try to find a different angle. Uh, So when you're reflecting and you look at all the things that God helped you do, watch out. Satan's going to try to keep that list shorter next year. He's going to try to make that regret list longer next year. So you better recognize uh, his tactics. So not only should we reflect and then repent, uh, but then we also should remember. Uh, and that's basically to retain in our memory and to learn. So sometimes we have to revisit. Maybe we have to even relearn. Uh, but we ought to reinvest our time into serving God. So reflecting causes us to learn. Uh, my, I have a little nephew. He's not little anymore. He's, uh, I guess, probably 10th, 11th grade now. But when he went to kindergarten, he uh, got told it was nap time. He said, I'm not taking a nap. He said, I come to school to learn, not to sleep. I already know how to sleep. And uh, so anyway, better not say that too loud. Miss Repo will be hitting me. Uh, and anyway, uh, so, but, you know, we, we're supposed to learn. And, uh, we, uh, you know, we've heard all of our life, you know, what would you learn at school today when your parents get home? You're like, uh. And, I mean, there was a lot I learned that day, but I just couldn't remember. They put me on the spot. Uh. Uh, and then we always were told to learn from our mistakes, and better than that, learn from other people's mistakes so we don't have to make them. So we're reflecting, putting, in, putting things into perspective so we can learn. 2 Timothy 3, 7 says this, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. So there are some people, they reflect and they don't get it. They just keep regretting and regretting and regretting and regretting. We ought to learn to be able to put more on that rejoicing list than we do on that regretting list. So learn, come to that knowledge. And so we see experience uh, uh, is, you know, we shouldn't have to experience like again and again and again. Uh, we ought to learn the first time. Uh, they say the school of experience is a pretty tough institution. Uh, and it's a lot tougher when you fail to learn your lessons. There was a high school principal who protested to his superintendent because he was not given a certain promotion. 
After all, he said, I've got 25 years of experience. No, the superintendent said, that's where you're wrong. You have one year's experience, but you've uh, experienced it 25 times. In other words, the reason he wasn't getting the promotion, he wasn't growing. Uh, he was the same as he was when he got there 25 years ago. Kept making the same boneheaded decisions and, and the same boneheaded mistakes. So we ought not have to experience it again and again. Learn. Philippians 3.10, that I may know him. Paul was telling the Philippians uh, and, and that he wanted to know Jesus more than anything in the world. And he's I, I want to learn of him uh, and his power and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death. He wanted it bad. And so that's what we have to do when we reflect and maybe our regrets are greater than our, our rejoicings. Uh, we ought to want that bad to switch. And we got to want it and want it. And it says here, a young man came to Socrates uh, and said one day, uh, Mr. Socrates, I've traveled over 1,500 miles to gain wisdom and learning from you, and I want you to give it to me. So Socrates said, follow me. And he led him down to the seashore, and they waded out into the water. And Mr. Socrates took a hold of his companion and forced him under the water. In spite of his struggling, Socrates held him under. Finally, when almost all of his resistance was gone, Socrates led him up, laid him out on the shore, and went back to the marketplace. When he regained uh, strength, he returned to Mr. Socrates and said, uh, Why did you treat me that way? Mr. Socrates said, When you were under that water, what was the one thing you wanted more than anything? He said, I guess I wanted air more than anything. He said, okay, when you want knowledge and understanding as badly as you wanted error, you won't need anyone to give it to you. So he was trying to teach him, you got to want it. And so that's what reflecting's for. I hope you have reflected it to, you know, this last year. And if your rejoicing list is great, great. If your regret list is great, er, let's, let's do something about it. We got to want uh, to learn. And there's going to be some things we'll look at tonight about learning in the Bible. Let's have a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you for this day. Uh, thank you for the opportunity we have to serve you. Lord, help us, Lord, uh, as we look through the Bible tonight. Uh, there are certain things that you want us to learn about. And if we can learn them, uh, obviously we'll stand before you one day and hear, well done, a good and faithful servant. In Jesus' name, amen. So, again, I got seven things that the Bible says that we're supposed to learn of. And, again, I, won't, I probably will not preach them all. I'm watching that clock. And uh, we'll go through uh, and get through them quickly. But the first thing, let's, you're in Deuteronomy 4. Deuteronomy 4, verse 10 uh, the second part of it, it says that, that we may learn to fear, or that they may learn to fear me all the days and live as, and shall live upon this earth. So the first thing that the Bible wants us to learn is to learn to fear the Lord. Uh, in the book of Chronicles, I'm, where I'm reading right now, uh, obviously you had Rehoboam, and, uh, and before that they, they, it said that they prepared their hearts to seek the Lord, and then it said Rehoboam did not prepare his heart to seek the Lord, and of course he did that, which is evil. So uh, what they were doing when they prepared their hearts was they were fearing God. And so we're going to look at a few things right here in this chapter. In verse 1 uh, of chapter 4 it says, And now therefore hearken, O Israel, unto the statutes uh, and to the judgments which I teach you, for to do them that you may live and go in and possess the land which the Lord God your Father giveth you. So the first thing we see here, if we're going to learn to fear God, we got to listen uh, or hearken. And so uh, when you're reflecting, uh, the Holy Spirit, <laughs> that's what he did with me, 
Uh, I, you know, it was rejoicing when I was talking about the rejoicing, and the Holy Spirit was telling me, you know, uh, obviously I'm the one that spoke through you. God is the one that gave you that opportunity and helped me ke- keep those, re- the, those rejoicings in perspective. But on that regret side, it was the Holy Spirit saying, this is what you should be doing. Uh, so that regret won't be on that list next year. Uh, and we see here we got to listen to the Holy Spirit. He will do that. Verse 2, now, not only should we listen, uh, but we ought to keep. Uh, in other words, some of us are good at listening, but it goes in one ear and out the other. Uh, we got to trap it in there. we got to keep it. Uh, verse 2 says here, You shall not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall you diminish aught from it, that you may keep. The commandments of the Lord your God, which I commanded you. So not only when, when we're learning to fear the Lord should we listen, we ought to keep uh, what we've heard. And verse 3 tells us to remember. Uh, it says here, your eyes have seen what the Lord did because. All right, so we've seen what God's done. When I was reflecting, I saw what God did. And so I ought to remember. That helps me fear God so I can have my rejoicing list. Look at verse 4. Not only should we hearken and keep and remember, uh, verse 4 says we should cleave, uh, but he did cleave unto the Lord your God and alive uh, every one of you this day. And so we've got to stay close to God. And uh, verse 5 and 6 uh, is the Nike illustration. Just do it. Uh, just do it. So we can listen, we can, we can keep, and we can remember, and we can stay close to God, but then we've got to put into practice. It says, here, Behold, I have taught you statutes and judgments, even as the Lord my God commandeth me, that ye should do, there it is, so in the land whether thou goest to possess it. Keep therefore and do them. Uh, so we've got to put into practice what God uh, teaches us if we want to continue to fear God. Uh, verse 7 and 8 basically says here that God wants us to keep it in perspective. Uh, you know, in verses 7 and 8 it talks about, it says there, What nation there is so great who hath God so nigh unto them? That the Lord your God in all things what call upon or upon him for, what nation is there so great that has statutes and judgments and righteousness of all the law which I set before you this day? So we see here that perspective, it was not, uh, it was not the events that were so great. Right? It's the God that allowed the events to take place is so great. And that's what they were saying here. You're getting uh, this property, you're getting this, these possessions, you're getting the land. But don't get caught up in that. Uh, you know, the nation, is, is, you know, it's good. And, and the possessions are good. But it's the God that gave them to you. It's so great. Uh, and so, when, you know, we get caught up. And Pastor, obviously, he nails it all the time about the political stuff. Uh, you know, I'm all for making America great again. But God's way greater than America. And so we've we got to keep it in perspective here. If we're going to fear the Lord, God's great. God's awesome. God's the most important. And uh, we ought to take heed to that. Look at verse 9. Only take heed to thyself and to keep thy soul diligently, lest thou forget these things which thine eyes have seen. So, you, you know, you can even forget to reflect and forget to rejoice or not have anything to rejoice about. But teach them to thy son and thy son's sons. And then verse 10 says, specially. All right? Again, you look at our nation and you look at the world that we live in. How can we do it? Pastor hit it this morning. It's going to start in the church house, uh, and it starts with the individual that's in the church house. If we fear God, uh, that's where he's going to bless. So first thing we need to learn is to fear the Lord. Secondly, let's go to Psalm 119. Psalm 119, we will not read or look at all the verses, but we'll go to verse 71, 72, and 73. 
we're to learn to fear the Lord. Second thing we're supposed to learn as we reflect is we're to learn the Word of God. In verse 71, it says, It is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I may learn thy statutes. So when you reflect over last year, and maybe there was some uh, things that, that maybe weren't rejoicing list, and it maybe wasn't a regret list, it was just something that you couldn't, you had no control over. God just allowed it to happen. Uh, obviously, pastor preached on Job this morning. Uh, that was not in Job's control. But what did he do? He didn't sin. And the only way he didn't sin, he had to go to the statutes that he had and put them into practice. So what are we supposed to learn when we reflect? Find you a verse that will help you overcome that regret. Find you a verse that will help you put that rejoicing in perspective and just put all the glory on God, not yourself. That's how you do it. You learn the Word of God. So we see in verse uh, 72, uh, it says that, that, that the Word of God is the most uh, important possession. It's the most valuable possession. It says right there that all the silver and the gold don't equal up to God's Word. Uh, and so we've got to learn the Word of God. In verse 73, uh, I'm sorry, verse 73 says, Thy hands have made me and fashioned me. Give me understanding that I may learn thy commandments. So all the things that God allowed you to go through this year, uh, He allowed you to go through them, hopefully to push you to the Word of God. And if it was a struggle, there's strength in there. If it was something that was, was maybe a rejoicing thing, uh, but to help you not be so prideful, he can help you put it in perspective. Just go to the Word of God. So not only should we learn to fear God, secondly, we learn, learn the Word of God. Uh, let's go to Isaiah 1. Isaiah 1. Isaiah 1 tells us that we ought to learn to do well. Learn to do well. Look at verse 17. Isaiah 1, verse 17, the first part. It says it right there. Learn to do well. Uh, it's easy to learn to do bad. It just comes natural. Uh, why? Because we're flesh. And, and we don't even have to think about it. Uh, we can you know, catch ourselves doing wrong, thinking wrong, behaving wrong, reacting wrong. And we didn't put any effort into it. It just comes natural. Uh, you know, if, if your sister does something to you, it's easy to do something to her back. It just comes natural, all right? And your parents say, do not put your sister in the dryer again, or you're, I'm just kidding. Uh, but anyway, I've never done that. Uh, her cat, yeah, but not her. But anyway, uh, you got to learn to do well. It's easy to do wrong. So you have to learn to do well. It doesn't come natural. It takes effort. Uh, it takes prayer. It takes God helping you to do well, to, to respond the right way. Sometimes, if you know, if we are prayed up, and, uh, you know, again, we, we've just came out of a great time in our devotions, and, you know, our wife's in a good mood, and, uh, you know, she's not here, so I can say that. Oh, no. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so, you know, our wife's in a good mood. We've had a great devotions, and somebody pulls out in front of us. We just stop. God bless you. You go right ahead. That doesn't happen. If that happens, you got to work at it. I mean, I got just like dimples in my steering wheel because I'm working at it. I'm trying. God bless you. Go ahead. All right, why? I mean, it's natural to punch it. Somebody comes up beside you. If you're a red blooded American dude, your reaction is punch it harder. All right. 
Right? I mean, I was watching Jacob Lowe. Where are you at? <laughs> Raise your hand. Ah, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. We were merging today, coming away from Zaxby's in the, in the what's the car called? Shanae was smoking because <laughs> he was pushing it hard, bro. But it was your turn. That girl was trying to get in front of you. Uh-huh. But that's just a natural reaction. <laughs> but we got to work at it. If we're going to do well, it's going to take effort. So we got to learn to do well. Look at what it says in verse 15. Verse 15 of chapter 1. If we're going to do well, it's going to take work. It says here, when ye, or I'm sorry, and when ye spread forth your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Yea, when, when ye make your, many prayers, I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood. And so if we're not doing well, our prayers, our prayers are going to be hindered. I mean, there's tons of verses in there that talks about how, you know, and I'm going to have to get right with her when I get home. If the husband and wife aren't right with each other, prayers can't be answered. If you're regarding iniquity in your heart, prayers can't be answered. Here's one that indicates if we're just not doing well, if we're not doing right, if we're not living right, trying to do the right thing, our prayers can be hindered. It says here, he'll just not hear us. Look what it says in verse 18. Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. He's like, look, I want you to learn to do well. Let, let's talk about this. Uh, and so the only way we can talk to God is through prayer. The only way he can talk to us is through reading of the Bible. So we're going to have to come together. Let's, let's, let's talk about it. Let's reason together. If we're going to do well, we're going to learn to do well. Verse 19, uh, it says here uh, that if you be willing and obedient, you shall eat good of the land. So if, big if, if you're going to be willing to do the right thing, say the right thing, react the right way, and be obedient, you can, you can eat the good. Verse 20, but if you refuse and rebel, that's easier, you shall be devoured by the sword. So we see if we learn to do well, we can keep our prayers answered. If we learn to do well, we can, uh, we can have reasoning times with God. If we're willing to be obedient, we won't suffer. And let's go to, for the fourth one, let's go to Titus 3.14. Titus 3.14. So not only should we learn to fear the Lord and learn the word of God and learn to do well. Here's a good one. In Titus 3.14, we're to learn to maintain good works. Verse 14 of Titus chapter 3 says, Let us, or let ours, also learn to maintain good works. And so, again, we, some of us don't like the word maintenance. Some of us do like the word maintenance. Uh, again, but it takes it. If you let stuff go, you ask Brother Kikendall. If you haven't changed your air filter and your air conditioner since you don't know when, that's not a good thing. Right? Every first, I go change mine. And he says, I don't even need to come to your house. Yours is fine. I said, no, I want you to come. Now, why? Because I like it being cool. I want to maintain that thing, put a Freon in it. I'll, I'll clean it every first, uh, whatever I need to do. I even put the little Clorox down the little tube so it doesn't get sludge in it. I want it maintenanced. Why? Because I like it cool in my house. Uh, but it, it says here, maintain good works. Uh, so if you want a good list of rejoicing things next year, you're going to have to maintain good works. Uh, a lot of times, like Brother Fox said a while ago, you know, like first Saturday of the new year, 
It'll be packed. And everybody be going soul winning. And everybody be excited about it. Then the next week, there's a little bit less. And the next week, there's a little bit less. You know, maybe we have a revival over the, over the year, and so it gets big, a little bit bigger, and then it gets a little bit, you know, it's, it's, t- it's tough. But it says here, you've got to learn to maintain good works. Uh, now, again, I get it if you're sick. I get it if there's something that comes up, but you've got to work, work at uh, maintaining good works. Learn to maintain good works. Philippians 4.11. Philippians 4.11. We're getting there. Got a few minutes left. What, do we, what else do we need to learn? Philippians 4.11. And it says, not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. We got to learn to be content. Uh, and, you know, Christmas times, it's hard to be content. You know, uh, we had a Christmas party for these Igmos over here. And, you know, they, they were having some type of I guess they call it white elephant, but uh, I think they were having to draw names to go get the presents, and they they were fighting over these big ones. And I mean, I'm like, it's a five dollar gift, all right. Chances are it's a huge box with nothing in there, but they were fighting over it. I mean, they were fighting over those boxes. What was it, Reed? Krabby Patties? Yeah, big old box like this, like ten Krabby Patties, because Reed ended up with it. He, he fought for it. Uh, but anyway, I mean, but that's one, everybody wants the biggest. Uh, you know, again, if you've got several grandkids and they're all opening, you know, they're not looking at theirs. They're opening like this, looking over there. Uh, it's just hard to be content at this time of the year. But we've got to learn to be content. Uh, again, maybe not satisfied with our spiritual growth, but content with what God's given us. Uh, next one, let's go to Hebrews 5. We got one more after this one. Hebrews 5. What are we supposed to learn when we're reflecting? Hebrews 5, verse 8. This is a tough one. Hebrews 5, verse 8. Though he were a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. So when we when we reflect, we got to learn to be obedient. Uh, again, if you if you if you reflect, I mean, to the to the finances, to the the you know things that need to be fixed that are broken, all those things. I mean, you reflect everything. And God, it should have been way worse based on my obedience. We got to learn to be obedient in everything. And last one, Matthew eleven twenty nine. Matthew eleven twenty nine. And this one can wrap them all into one. Matthew eleven twenty nine. When we're reflecting, hopefully we're learning. Matthew eleven twenty nine says this: Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest for your souls. You got to learn of Christ. Uh, obviously, you know if you want your uh, list, and again I could have kept going and kept going and kept going on my rejoicing list sad to say there was some regrets uh, but praise the lord if if it was back when i wasn't in church (laughs) the regret list was way longer than the rejoicing list but the lord's allowed uh, me through his graciousness uh, to 
have a wonderful rejoicing list. And uh, again, I don't deserve it. But I do know that I try to learn all those things. And, uh, and, and we'd all do well to come to the end of 2022 and be able to reflect and have way more to rejoice about than to regret. Every head bowed, every eye closed.